Hey guys, welcome to the newest episode of Untucked. Uh, today we're going to talk about comparing your financial status to your friends, uh, and we're going to discuss sports broadcasting. So we have a, a little bit of a quicker episode today, but we hope you enjoy it. Thanks for listening. The opinions expressed in this podcast are our own, and they do not reflect the opinions or views of FC Advisory, the Financial Coach Group, or the New Wealth Project. Nothing discussed on this podcast should be interpreted as investment advice. Hello, and welcome to episode 78 of Untucked. This is Megan. And Mike. This is Jeff. Did you guys know that Alaska has more coastline than all the other states combined. That does not surprise me. Yeah, I was thinking really? the same. <laughs> like if you asked true or false, I probably would have said true. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Just a fun. All fact. right, that's a yeah. fun fact. Good. <laughs> Take it. Um, where do I guess we have to start with birds, right? I don't know. Last night was pretty exciting. Yeah, I guess we could start. We could start there. Mike, did you watch? No. <laughs> I didn't watch the Sixers. I know. We're this far along in this, and, and you're asking me if I watch the Sixers. They were playing the Nets. Okay. So that means um, Ben Simmons is back in town. Like, there, there's, there was a reason to tune in. Dude, he got Not booed <laughs> every time he touched the ball. He got booed in warm-ups. It was like, awesome. He was doing a layup line, and they were booing. It was hysterical. I actually, I was at the game. I actually, like at one point kind of started to feel bad because it was, look, I, I know, so loud. Every time he touched the ball, whether it was passing in the inbound, dribbling up the court, if he got the ball in the wing to immediately get rid of it, I mean, the booze started and stopped with him. And then there was F. Ben Simmons for like three minutes. You heard it on TV, like loud and clear. It was awesome. <laughs> the the Sixers had to put like the NBA um, like code of conduct policy on the screen after after the three minutes of the F word. Um, but then he, I was saying this to Jeff, like he celebrated after scoring like his eighth point of the game in like the third quarter. And I was like, yeah, I hate him again. Like, keep, let's keep booing. Let's make them louder. <laughs> the first 27 minutes of the game, he didn't score a point. Yeah. And then, do what? every time he took a shot, there was this excitement in the crowd, like, oh, oh like kind of like laughing. And then, like, it would go in, and they would kind of giggle and cheer. If he missed it, they'd cheer even louder. Yeah. What was interesting to me, which I wasn't expecting, it was clear. They all, all the Sixers, hate him. don't like him yeah. at all. Yeah. Like, and B just wanted to bury him. George mm-hmm. Niang's giving him uh, PJ Tucker's throwing like a shit on t- throwing forearms into his back and rib section to the point where Ben's like holding his ribs and rubbing his ri- like, dude, Ben, what are you just get get off the court? Yeah, PJ Tucker and George Niang didn't even play with him. It's hysterical. Yeah, they all hate him. Hate I mean, him. Every fan hates him. It's just interesting to me because, and and he was doing the right thing. Embiid was just defending him, defending him, defending him because he was his teammate and he had to. And he probably was trying to will Ben to become this person that he's not. And then once he was gone, he is just like F Ben Simmons. It was so obvious. And then Ben was playing like one-on-one defense with, against Joel. I mean, it was, 
Mm-hmm. What an awesome game to go to. It, it was awesome. Yeah, it's been like when my season ticket p- package came out, that one was like circled <laughs> for me just because I knew the atmosphere was going to be awesome. And then it ended up like it, it was an important game too. the Sixers have won. I think that was their like sixth in a row. Um, they're now second outright in the East. Now the, the Nets are without Kevin Durant, but I mean, Kyrie Irving's playing out of his mind. So it was just like, it was a really good game basketball wise. There was, I mean, there was, I think there were four techs. Yeah. Um, so Early. it was, it was chippy. It was emotional. The fans were into it. It was rowdy. It was a lot of fun. There was a moment where I think it might've been Kyrie. I'm not sure. Dishes that to, to MB or um, to Ben Simmons, like, three feet away from the basket, and he just kicks it back yep. out. We were just cracking up laughing. Yeah. Nothing has changed with this guy. Nothing. If anything, it's gotten worse. But um, No, and like the Sixers were blowing him out, and then it was tied late mm-hmm. in the game. I mean, it was an exciting, exciting game to watch. Yeah, it was fun. Do we even want to talk Flyers? <laughs> no, there's really not much to say. I mean, they're, they're just floundering along at roughly 500. Let me ask this, and we don't have to spend a lot of time. How's Torts doing? He's doing what he's uh, what he can. I mean, some people. I love his. He's. I mean, he he's honest, and he's. I think he's really, really um, good with the players in the sense that you, you know where you stand with him. That's always been the rap on Tortorella in a good way. He's doing the best he can with a mediocre bunch of players, and they're exactly that. When they play a good team, they get annihilated. Hmm. When they play a bad team they probably win more than they lose and then if they play a an okay team it's a coin flip yeah that's where they are so birds NFC championship no, i don't think any of us saw this when, when we did our when, when we started the season before the season started and we made our predictions we predict them going to like one game away from the super bowl I think all the like re- the the records were like eleven and six or ten and six. like they were playoff playoff playoff. Yeah, I don't think we ever. Oh, I don't think we went that yeah. far. Yeah, but like uh, we were in. We we predicted that they would make the be playoffs. Good. Be yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Make it to this like like make it to the NFC Championship game and, and have a legitimate chance to win it and go to the Super Bowl. I did not see that coming. I mean, I guess if I, I don't remember what I saw coming at the start of the season, but it doesn't feel like something I'm, I'm not surprised they're here, I guess, is my point. Okay. But I would, you, you got to probably say they have been, they've outperformed probably most expectations. Absolutely. Just in how good they've been, how consistently good they've been, and where they sit right now, which is, as you just said, like, great chance to go to the Super yep. Bowl. Absolutely. Yeah. Did they play, were they at home? The last time in the championship game, when they went to the Super Bowl, yeah, I believe they yeah were, they yes. beat Minnesota. They beat Minnesota. Okay, right, yeah. right, right. I was thinking about that. <clears throat> yeah, I, mean, I think it's great. I mean, I think their best players are better than the Niners' best players. And if they, if those players come and deliver, they should win the game, right? Christian McCaffrey scares me. He's a he's a hell of a player. We don't have a guy like that on right. our squad. Um, but our wide receivers are studs. They have a stud wide receiver in Debo Samuel and George Kittle. Um, we have a great tight end as well. I mean, I think we're so evenly matched between offense and defense. It's the same team. The difference is, the J- is Jalen Hurts, man. And they get to Brock Purdy. 
I think you take a 15-yarder earlier, early in the game. Like somebody just rips through the line and rips his head off, <laughs> right? You take a 15-yard. No, no, no doubt. No, no, no doubt. And if Jalen Hurts plays like he did last week, they win the game. Like not even, not even a question. Yeah, I think that as as good as Purdy's been in the situation he's been put into, like NFC Championship game on the road in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. I just think the stakes are too high. Yeah. He, he doesn't have enough experience. And like that's not a knock on what he's done as much as it's just the reality of what he's going to face on Sunday. And I would say that probably in a lot of other environments too. I'm not specifically saying it's because he's coming to Philly. I just think it's because he's away from home that, I mean, it's the most important game of his career thus far. Like that's a lot. Yeah, we just I, we I don't think they faced a defense like ours that has a great secondary, a great line, great linebackers. I mean, I just they're gonna I think they're gonna rip his head off. The only I think the only way we lose if Jalen pick Jalen hurts throws a pick in the first quarter, Miles Sanders Sanders fumbles, then we're then we're done. Right. Yeah, they gotta take care of the ball. Yeah, right. we we turn the ball over. I think we're done. Yeah. I can't freaking wait. We were in a meeting yesterday. We were talking to our client about the game. I haven't really talked talked to anyone about it. And I was like, oh my God, I wish the game was on right now. <laughs> I'm so geeked up for it. I can't wait. A 3 p.m. starts perfect too. Perfect. How great would it be if Colin had a game at 3 o'clock? <laughs> oh, I, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go. All right. So you're all, I mean, you're all predicting they win. Birds win. Birds. Yeah. I, yeah. Birds win. They go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Wow. All right. Uh, so for Coach's Corner today, we read an article t- uh, titled Why Your Friends Are Usually the Worst Place to Compare Your Financial Habits. This is written by Katie Tassin. She has a blog, Money with Katie. Her article is an interesting read about finance, financial habits, developing them, sticking to them, and comparing them. When we make new friends, one of the criteria for choosing someone is definitely not their financial responsibilities. And Katie's article drives this point even further by saying that our friends should also not be a barometer for our own financial decision making. I mean, this seems so obvious. Yeah. <laughs> right? But I think we are all subject to it. Maybe you don't act on it, but it definitely enters the back of your mind. Yeah. Right? Like you walk in your friend's house and it's like freaking gorgeous and it's a McMansion and you're like, man, like, why don't I have that? And then you you, you, you can start thinking about that. I mean, I don't think we're all wired to like get obsessed about it and, and take action about it. But to, to say that it doesn't hit your brain You'd have to be, you're lying. You'd be lying. Right? If, Meg, if you bump into your friend and she just pulls up in a brand new, like, CL 2000 Mercedes, what, I don't even, it's not even a model, <laughs> ES Mercedes, you you have to be like, damn, how's this Tammy afford that? Yeah. Like, man. Now, you wouldn't, you probably wouldn't say, what am I doing wrong? Right. But I think it happens to everybody and it's just human nature and it's a really poor um, psychological emotion that we have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think there's a wide range of um, a, a, a big spectrum of how much it impacts different people for sure. Because I know Absolutely. for me, it's low on the scale of registering with me. I just don't generally give a shit. Like, I don't about that stuff. It doesn't, I'm not saying it's not, you're not aware of it, maybe. Sure. But I feel like it doesn't. I don't sit there and like think about it or wonder what am I doing wrong or anything. Like I don't. I just it just doesn't. 
doesn't matter to me, I guess, that much. I feel, it, I, and I'm not disagreeing with what you said, it's, but I, I think it's varying degrees in a big way across people, for sure. I think you to say you don't care, though, makes you more of the exception, more of the minority. I think more people care. And I, I feel like I'm kind of where you are, too. And so, But I, I guess my experience with people is that it is way more of the other side. More people notice it, care about it to the extent that they they want to know. Like, how much is that person making? How much did they spend on that thing? And then, like, why didn't why can't I or why don't I or or should I? I do think it's more triggering to people than not. One hundred percent agree with you. Yeah, you're in the minority. I yeah. think we all are. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. I, my example of the McMansion. Like I walk into people's houses like that. I'm like, holy shit, look at this place. But then I leave and I go. I kind of like my 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 home and how it's not that grandiose at all. Like there's nothing grandiose about it. And it's comfortable. People walk into my home and like, this place is nice. It's like, yeah. it makes me feel like, like I'm welcome here. Yeah. Not that those other places don't, but sure. it's just different. It's not a pottery barn catalog. So we, I think we all, but the majority of people, I mean, I have buddies are like, I remember like when we got out of college, how much do you think, how much do you think he makes? Mm -hmm. How much do you think that guy makes? Mm -hmm. How do you think they afford that? Like, I don't give a shit. Mm -hmm. I don't spend a second thinking about it. Right. No. Yeah. And what's interesting is how many times clients of ours, like when we first meet them, they, they lay out the paperwork, they give us the goals, and they, they're watching us kind of go through the fact-finding process, like where your money is, how much you make. And they, I mean, there's so many times they say, so yeah, where, where does this stack up? Where do we stack up yeah. against people mm -hmm. our age and in our demographic? Like... It's unbelievable. They just want to know that they've done the right amount when it means absolutely nothing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't care. Like, who cares if your friend who's 25 or 30 years old has half a million dollars saved up already, if you're the same age and you have 200 grand saved up already, and that puts you right on pace to meet all your goals. Like, who, who cares? Don't worry about that. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Like, that's a common theme that we share all the time. Like, when it comes to investment returns, like don't compare yourself to anyone else. But we're as humans, we're just, we love, we want to know, we want to compare. Yeah. And then I think, and, and we belabor this point, so we don't have to spend a ton of time on it, but like the social media aspect of our lives now, it's like, yes, there's the, the questions when you're talking with someone one-on-one, -on -one, but then it's seeing your friends or, you know, your coworker or whomever on a sick trip or buying a new car or, you know, taking an insane vacation. And it's like, how can they afford to do those things? And I'm sitting here at my desk. Like, <laughs> um, so I think it, it, it goes beyond like the balance sheet itself. And it's the, the way people spend their money and the experience that they spend them on. And like, because everybody else touts that on social media, you feel like you're inundated with other people doing things and then there's the like why can't i the natural i think reaction to it's it. overwhelming and, it, and mm -hmm. it must be overwhelming i mean we have so much time advantage and industry advantage over most people because we live in this yeah but if i was 35 years old right now i mean i just think i'd, I'd be overwhelmed with fomo 
um, because of social media and things like that. Yeah, and I think if you're a person that when you're young or really at any age, but if you're a person who's constantly comparing yourself, yeah. um, it doesn't matter how much financial yeah. success you have, you will always be doing that because there's always someone, who, there's always many people who make more, have more than you. And so that's a vicious circle to be in that will never end if that's part of your DNA and you don't find a way to, to prevent yourself from doing that because it's not like, oh, I finally got in here and I'm not going to do that anymore. You will always do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and her article kind of like lays out what we just described and then how it, you know, how it impacts you and then impacts us financially. I mean, her example is the one we've talked about before. It's like the crypto, right? Like people who get rich overnight and then everybody thinks, oh, I can have the same experience or the result will be the same for me. So then they're making decisions outside of their goals that are not connected to what they truly want or need. And they're risking capital or risking their financial plan or financial livelihood. So it's not just the the element of like we're all different, all of our experiences are unique and and that's okay. It's the next it's the risk that people are willing to take for what? Right? To be able to say like I did that too or I have that amount in the bank too and yeah. it just is all for for what? For what? <laughs> she referenced something about when she was talking about, you know, it's you shouldn't spend a whole lot of time, obviously, comparing yourselves or, or, or talking to your friends about this stuff because she said the fact, um, in fact, that there there aren't many people who are excellent at personal finance in general, which is, I think, a great statement. Like, yeah. most people aren't good at it. So don't talk to those people. And then she, she said something I, mean, I agree with, but I kind of don't agree with. Um, I mean, I thought it was a really great article. I thought it was a great read. I thought it was a good read for people, uh, for everyone to kind of dive into. But... She was saying like, start to blog or, or start to like read blogs and, and Insta and kind of do your homework and, and follow like some influencers that like, that will give you like financial information. I'm like, that's good because you're educating yourself, but there's so much bad information yeah, out there as yeah. we saw Susie Orman giving us wrong future yeah. value calculations for people. Like the best thing you could just go hire somebody. Go, like, and she did mention that, like yeah. find a, a fee only or an hourly planner that can just help you. I think that's that's the solution. Like you can waste your time online trying to figure stuff out or just hire somebody confident. Yeah, and then I think the exercise she said, even if you don't even go that far, like where was I five years ago? Yeah. Where am I now, right? Because nobody else's trajectory matters in, in, that, um, in that type of exercise. So I think taking the time to do that could be beneficial for, for people as well. <clears throat> What my favorite part of the article was when she was talking about like, you shouldn't choose your friends based on how they interact with money, despite what all the hardo Twitter think boys will tell you <laughs> about the types of friends you should have in your 30s. If you like Paula as a friend because she's the first one to take her top off and hop on the mechanical bull, that's a good enough reason for me. <laughs> and by the way, what is she doing this Friday? <laughs> that was my favorite part of the article. All right. So now we're going to talk about sports broadcasting. The article we read, Tony Romo hasn't had the greatest playoffs. Why Jaws wasn't on NBC Sports Philadelphia. This was written by Rob Torno from the Philadelphia Inquirer. This article criticizes Tony Romo's broadcasting skills, um, and it got us talking about kind of sports broadcasting more generally, the value in it, whether or not we enjoy it. 
the article was super timely <laughs> because I watched or I listened. No, I watched the Bengals Bills game and I and I I was listening to to Romo speak during the game. And it's the first time cuz I was I was in my car, I was driving home from New Jersey, my son's hockey game. So he had Hulu on on his phone and I could hear it. I wasn't watching, but I could hear it. And I typically kind of tune out the TV announcers. I, I, I've noticed I really don't pay attention to them, but I, this time I had to because I couldn't watch the game. And he was awful. And in the past, I've listened to Romo, and he's pretty good. Yeah. He was just like fawning over the Bengals and how, like, they, I, he just kept saying the same thing over and over. And then I read and I see this article the next day. I'm like, okay, so I wasn't the only one. I'm not usually not that observant, but like, I wasn't the only one that felt this way. But I don't really pay attention too much. I feel like if they're really bad, I notice it more than if they're really good. With one exception. John Smoltz during the playoffs. Yeah, I was going to bring that up as a a separate thing. But yeah, so I liked Romo. I always have. I didn't listen to the game. or I didn't watch much of the game, so I didn't see his performance. And maybe it was bad, but I like him. I think he's... I've always found him to be pretty insightful and to me football is the, the the at the top of the list of sports that needs a good color uh analyst because think about it you have you have a handful of seconds and then about 25 to 30 seconds of we have to show replay and talk about what happened and why and who and all that every single time so mm-hmm. it's like probably the most important color job is to be a football color guy or or, or woman and I think Romo's pretty good at it. I can't stand Collinsworth. He's cringy. Hate him. It's terrible. Um, I like Troy Aikman at it. Um, who else does it? I don't know. But I like I think I think it's um I think it's important. I think it adds a lot to the game. Because remember they did they would do like these football games and they would have no announcers and they it was kind of a experiment and it's just basically just silence and you're just hearing the the oofs and the the pads <laughs> yeah. crap. It's it's like unwatchable. Yeah. Can unwatchable. you do without the sideline reporters, or you like them too? No, I don't. I can do without them. I can do without them because they're just they don't really. To me, they don't add much other than like an injury update or or an interview or at coach, halftime you know, or something. Yeah. yeah. But um, I I was thinking about the other sports too, right? So going to baseball, like I was thinking, oh, baseball is the one sport that's like you don't have to be anything to be a baseball announcer play by play or color because nothing's happening and you basically just tell stories the whole time and then oh and that ball's out outside one <laughs> and by the way uh, <laughs> what i was saying like it's just so nothing going on but jeff to your point smoltz was awesome in the playoffs he was that. awesome yeah i'll listen to that all day long so i agree with you i don't think you need a whole lot in baseball football yes you have to feel dead air basketball i mean it's I'm, I'm watching what's happening hockey hockey is hockey's hard to do because i can't you can't follow the puck you don't know like where stuff the is play-by-play person in hockey has a hard job because it's it can be minutes without a whistle mm-hmm. and the puck's always moving something's always needing to be described who has it who did what um no other sports like that mm-hmm. i think that's a very difficult one to do and the people that are really good at it are like unbelievable like how good they are at it and hockey's good to have a good color analyst in, in there as well, I think. I, I think I, it adds a lot to it when they're good. Um, but to your point, Jeff, when they're bad, I think you do notice 
very much so um, in any sport. I noticed, yeah, I noticed the, the like the Richie Ashburn, like Richie Ashburn would just sit there and be like for Harry Callis and be like, "Yep," <laughs> like, he wouldn't add anything. And then some of these guys are pretty like like Smoltz. I mean, they're great at, at, at adding insights that you never would think of. I mean, Zoom off was awesome. Zoom off was awesome. Kate Scott's really good. I know you don't like her, but she's a very good commentator. She made she said a word last night. It was like skip a do or something like that. <laughs> Did you hear that? No, I uh, was at the game. <laughs> I, know, I didn't know if you saw anything on Twitter because no, no, no. then uh, Allah ripped her for it. Like he's, Allah's the worst. He used the word kind of, and she's like, yeah, I'm sorry. I'll never say that again. <laughs> and then Taryn Hatcher was doing like an in-between the quarters thing and, and used it too, like busting her stone. Yeah. So, um, she's growing on me. I'll give you that. Yeah. I, I honestly, I just don't, I don't really feel like I need the TV announcers. A lot of times when I'm watching a game, we're having people over. I don't even, you know, I don't even really have. The only time is like when something happens. Like there's a flag thrown and guys are yelling at each other. And I have no idea. If I can't hear it, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, everybody shut up. Like, let's let's listen to the announcers. Yeah. But on a play, play by play, I, I really, I don't lean on them too much. I don't know enough about football to go like no announcers. Like I need context. I need help. Same thing with hockey. I don't watch a lot of hockey, but like for my benefit to actually understand more of what's happening, even if they're bad, I don't know enough to know they're really bad. Whereas basketball, I can be hypercritical of people because I don't even know that I can think of an example where someone's wrong. It's just the information's stupid. Like it's not helpful. It's not entertaining. And that's where I feel like Allah shakes out. He is not entertaining to me. He just talks to talk. And I feel like he takes away from Kate, who knows what she's talking about, articulates in a really like succinct and easy to understand way, and then you have him just blabbering in the background about nothing. Yeah, he's a bit of a bit of a goofball, but um, I don't so, hate him. I do. I like so clearly. <laughs> um, and then like for baseball, mute. And Jack Johnson on the background. Like, I could not care less what anybody has to say about that sport. And that's, again, like, that's not even me not knowing. That's me not caring. <laughs> I don't know what they need to tell you. Yeah. Like, I can see if it's a ball or right. a strike. It's on the screen. I could watch the ump's reaction. There's very little to add. To very you're little. watching, right? Very yeah. little. Yeah. It's like you're watching a game with your buddy. With like, eh, it's a nice double play turn there. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. okay. Well, so give me something else. You, got, you, you need more flavor. Are <laughs> you guys looking forward to Brady being a commentator? I mean, I don't hate Brady the way you hate Brady. I'm kind really? of indifferent I, towards I, I, him. I was going to say, I'm neutral on Brady. Oh. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I don't think I'm looking forward to him being a broadcaster, but I'm also not devastated that he's going to be a broadcaster. I hate his <laughs> stupid face. I'm tired of seeing him. I wish he would just go away. The fact that he's going to still be in football, yeah. I, I have. I hope. I hope he's god awful. And after a year, they're like, "All right, take your three hundred million and just go away." He's not going to be bad, dude. Ugh. Sorry. I don't love Aikman. I don't love Buck. Joe Buck. Yeah, he's polarizing. He needs to go away. My man is on every sport. Like, does he have a family? Does he do anything no. except talk about sports? No. Um, Collinsworth's bad. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, obviously, we're lucky with Merrill. I don't know if other well, that's radio. cities. I know, but it's still like a form of sport broadcasting. I mean, we've we've been lucky that way radio-wise. I mean, Callis. Yeah, I mean, McGinnis. I mean, we have rock stars in this city, dude. I don't know. I'm sure other cities so have it. So when there's a national broadcast um, and you're getting the national announcers, yeah, let's say playoffs, whatever, whatever it is, do you prefer that over the homers that we have, or would you oh rather God, have no. a homer call in the game? No, 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 homer. Give really? me a homer. Yeah, I think the national. Whenever I watch, and this is one of my beefs with TV sports announcers in every sport, in every game, the announcer is going to say something to the effect like this. Fletcher Cox, he is the best, like, outside linebacker in the game today. Like, there's always, they always call someone the best at something. Like, every game. Like, you just told me, like, that guy from last week was the best outside line. And I know Fletcher Cox isn't an outside linebacker, right. but I just couldn't think of whatever position he is. Right tackle. Whatever. <laughs> they always do that. He's the best or she's the best. Like, no, you can't call everyone the best. It drives me crazy. Yeah, clearly. Wow. Um... I guess I'm thinking about Sixers specifically. I don't mind the national broadcasts. Like, I love Doris Burke. Everybody hates her, but I think she's a really she's good broadcaster. Um, JJ Reddick is broadcasting now, and he's smart and enjoyable. So, like, I can get down with a national broadcast here or there. Um, I don't know if I have a preference. I, I don't know if I if I can answer that. Like I'm not. I know I've talked a lot about Kate Scott and how much I like her. I'm not so excited by her that I would. I could say blanketly like I prefer the the Homer, but I don't know. I don't think I have a, a strong opinion on that. You don't prefer the Homer. I love it. Um, I'm just thinking about the Flyers. I think Jim Jackson is really good. He's good at what he does. He's I think great. He's good, and he has. I mean, he's just good, and he and he's not like he's an ex player. Um, he is not a homer. He's he is a little bit, but he doesn't go over the top. Right? Not, there's some other cities where it's it's unbelievable when you listen to the the home <laughs> broadcasters. Yeah. Uh, um, so I mean, I think if he's if the broadcaster is good, like Jackson, I'm fine with it. But when I watch a game and it's a national game, I like I kind of like the call from the. You know, the neutral people. I always yeah. find that they're not so neutral, right? Like if it's Sidney Crosby, they're just like bawling all over Sidney Crosby. Or if it's LeBron James, they're bawling over LeBron James. Like stop yeah. it. They're not. They they, they gravitate to the, the stars of the game, which I guess they have to, but it's annoying to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A lot of things annoying to you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Tom Brady, yeah. national broadcasts, <laughs> Fletcher Cox, actual position. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Yep. Top five. I love my top five. Yeah. yeah. I do. I really do. Top five red flags when meeting someone new. Yep. You want to go first? So oh. just for me, just thinking about the, the context is like, right, the normal situations could be social, mm -hmm. could be business work, could be um, sitting next to someone on an airplane. I mean, just any of those kinds of Anything. things, right? Yeah. And for me, I have red flags, and I don't mean any of these are like 
deal breakers. Like some of them are just red flags and it turns out to be that the person's okay. Okay. Go ahead. Why don't you start? Ooh. (laughs) You don't want to go first? I don't. He's got like a bunch of. I feel like we might have some overlap. That's why. How about you go first since you love your top five? Okay. Um, When someone asks if they can um, spend the night with your spouse for a million dollars. I just think that's an immediate red flag. <laughs> what was that Wait, movie? What was what? that movie? Uh, Indecent proposal. Indecent proposal. And it literally popped up on like my Hulu movies thing recently. It's Wait, so funny. I'm joking. Wait, wait. It was oh, a okay. joke. It was okay. a joke. Okay. When someone asks you how much you bench, squat, and deadlift, doesn't happen to you guys? Nope. Okay, that was another joke. All right. <laughs> so he'll be here all week. Yeah. Everyone. The top two buttons unbuttoned of your of your dress down shirt mm-hmm. for dudes. It's it's That's an immediate red flag for me. I'm immediately like I hate this person. Yeah, it's and I have good, a good good friends that do yeah, it, so yeah, maybe yeah. that falls into exactly. your category. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a red flag for me. That's a good one. When someone's too flirty with your significant other, or or anyone else's significant other, when I see that, when I meet them, and they're just like too flirty, it's a red flag. Um, when people ask you like conversational questions, if you could live anywhere in the world, <laughs> where would you want to live? Like, come on. Cause you just want me to ask you that question. It drives me crazy. I hate it. It means you have nothing else to talk about. Um, when people talk politics, when you, when you first meet them, that's, that's a, that's a no go for me. And my last one, when someone only talks about their job. To me, it's just they have nothing else going on in their life. And it's like, how about that junk bond market? Like, You like you hang out with people that do that? No, I don't. But if I but met that's someone, why it would be a did. red flag. Okay. You know, they just talk about their job and their job and their job. It's like, dude, <laughs> shut up. Okay. All right. Um. So I've people who interrupt if you meet someone for the first time and you're trying to hold a conversation and they're just constantly interrupting you or the other people in the circle it's like i have no interest in talking to you anymore that's like (laughs) a great one um cheap people so you you're going out to dinner with friends and like someone asks to itemize the bill. Yep. Yeah, good one. With Never you. going out to eat again with you. Yep. So mine are a little bit more black and white like in these Yeah, two. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> people who this is kind of like something I do, but um people who talk shit. So like you're with somebody and they walk away and then somebody starts talking about the person who just walked away. Yeah. It's bad quality. Yeah, it's gross. <clears throat> I probably do it a lot. I probably do it too, but I don't like it. <laughs> I try not to. People who are constantly taking pictures. You're out to dinner. Like, we're taking pictures of our food. We're taking pictures of ourselves in the restaurant. Like, I can't. Posting, snapping, and posting. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. yeah. And then cufflinks. Yeah. That's yeah. Cufflinks, are, it's, a, it's an immediate red flag. Yeah. Cufflinks. And the two top buttons on oh, bottom. Oh, dude, That's run! Like the worst person on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> and a twenty thousand dollar watch. <laughs> yes. Okay, I got a bunch, so I'm gonna have to. Um, I'll start with name droppers. Okay, mm-hmm. that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, you know, say no more. We know what that is. Yep. It's, yeah. Red flag. Red flag. I'm gonna say um, someone who brings up 
anything to do with astrology when you first meet them. Like, oh, you're a Taurus? Ooh, yeah, oh, that's like okay. something like that. That to me is like red flag yeah, central. that's a good one. <laughs> I can't say that I've, like, that's happened to me recently. But, yes. Happened. Or, or you know, your birthday comes up or something and then somebody comments, oh, oh you're a Scorpio. That means, you know, something. Yeah. I'm, I'm out. <laughs> It hasn't. It doesn't happen to me much because I don't hang out with people like that. But then I do meet people like that do that, and I'm like, red yeah. flag. Yeah. <laughs> Immediately, get away from this person. Um, people who use stupid phrases like, and an example is, uh, yeah, we're pregnant. Um, no, only one of you's pregnant. Now, if you said we're expecting, yeah, you're you're both expecting. But only one of you is pregnant. I think you're supposed to say we're pregnant. No. No, I think you That's are. That's a red flag. It's not. It's what you're supposed to say. Not like she's oh. pregnant. Hey, a bitch over there is pregnant. I didn't say that. I no, said but that's what we it, are not pregnant. And to use that term to me is a red flag. The, the, society's changed. That's, that's the way it's, it, it, it's changed. That's I'm just the way? Dude, I'm just helping you. I'm help, trying to help you out. That's what you do now. <laughs> You don't say the bitch over there is pregnant. She's Nobody pregnant. says Nobody the said bitch that. over there is pregnant. Well, you pregnant. don't say, yeah, uh, she's pregnant. Only one person is pregnant in this scenario. We're just going to have to disagree. Okay. We're pregnant. Okay. <laughs> We're pregnant. Um, my next one is those people who refer to themselves as a full first name. For example, hi, I'm Alexander. Not Al, not Alex, not even Xander. Yeah. Alexander, really? Yeah. Yeah. Or Elizabeth. I'm Elizabeth. How about Beth? How about Liz? No? <laughs> yeah, give me your short name because I'm not going formal name. You know, there's a, it just is a little, that's a red flag. That's all. Yeah. That's all. Um, <laughs> and then uh, my last one I'll use is um, man buns. Now, some people have long hair and they at time time to time have to put it in a man bun. But when I see a man bun, it's a red flag. Now I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Again, this this You this, and I don't always see eye to eye, but <laughs> that one I, I agree with. It's just a bun. <laughs> it's a stupid look. <laughs> it's a stupid look. I don't even like to see it when the dudes roll it up at the gym. It's like put a hat on or something, man. That's okay. a dumb look. I don't yeah. like the man. All right. I'm Thanks, Jack. Right. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. All right. Those are the red flags. That's my five. I think Mike wins that one. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Although the interrupter, whew, you know why I'm, I'm partial to that one. Yeah. You hate interrupters. No, my wife is the biggest <laughs> interrupter on the planet. Maybe that's why you hate them. <laughs> All right. All right. Till next time. Thanks for listening. See ya. Go birds.